Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the American Tennis Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Thompson, here on the Believe Podcast Network, LA's number one sports podcast network. I apologize. It's been a couple weeks since my last podcast. I had to grieve and mourn that poor French Open performance by the Americans. I'm kidding, of course. Things got hectic with my other jobs, and I had to take a step back for a minute, so I apologize for that. But I'm happy to be back here with you guys. Now that it is grass season, we can put all the troubles and the pain of clay court season and the French Open behind us, and now it is grass season where the Americans can show off those big serves, big forehands, getting into the net, showing off those volleys. It's a beautiful thing. We've already had some great results on grass so far, and it's early. We'll get into those in a little bit. But I wanted to line up some guests for the next couple podcasts since I haven't talked to you guys recently. I like to keep it interesting with some good guests. And the first guest for this episode, he is an old friend. He recently graduated from University of California, Riverside, where he played out of the number one single spot and was the captain of the team. And I'm joined now by Kyle McCann. Kyle, thanks so much for joining us, man. Great to see you. Always a pleasure, Justin. Thanks for having me. So let's start. Just share with my listeners your journey through tennis, how you got to where you are today. I started in Texas. Uh, the humidity was too much to me, so I migrated to California. Then I found Southern California Tennis Academy, met Mitch Bridge, through Mitch, met his son Cooper, ended up at UC Riverside, and the rest was history. Yeah, it really is history and quite an illustrious one at that. Talk to me about you were all-conference, you set the record for most wins, singles and doubles in Riverside franchise history. How does that feel? It feels great. I tried to put the ball over the net more times than my opponent, and thankfully I was able to do that throughout my four years. So talk to me about what it was, the journey coming in as a freshman. I know there was a coaching change somewhere in there. I know that um, you were instrumental in turning the team around from, you know, kind of bottom of the conference to really making a name for Riverside Tennis, having the best record your senior year, a 20-win season. I mean, that's a huge turnaround. Talk to me about that. Uh, honestly, our coach, Matias, just the school owes him so much. He came in, he had a path. He said, we're going to win matches because we're only going to get recruits if, we're win- if we win matches. So we play more matches than I think most teams that end up winning the NCAAs purely because he's focused on making sure that we're getting wins so that like in the long run we can get these recruits that go sit on the benches at programs where they'll never play to come to us. So we're both from Southern California, obviously the Big West Conference, one of the most prominent tennis conferences in the Big West. Just talk to me about what that's like competing with, you know, UC Santa Barbara, all these UCI, all these big powerhouse tennis schools. I mean, it's a huge honor because you're only going to improve if you play the best. So week in, week out in conference, I was playing the best kids that really I think Southern California had to offer that weren't going to those USC schools. I agree with you. So now obviously you just graduated. You're here working at the academy with me. Have you had a chance yet to just reflect, take it all in, everything from college and now being on the other side of it? I feel like uh, at the student-athlete graduation when they were talking about like the records that I set, it kind of hit me that wow, I won't be able to come back and pull on the jersey. But that's about as reflective as I got. It was on to the next journey and uh, can't dwell on the past. Well, so talk to me about the next journey. What's next now in your tennis career? Uh, right now I'm playing, I'm trying to play a few men's open, see where that goes, and I'm coaching here at uh, SC Tennis Academy, hoping to make the next generation better than what I was. <laughs> I think we're doing a good job of that, or at least we try our best. <laughs> we try our best. It's a rough journey. How have you liked working out at the academy? Here uh, so I mean, far? I love it. Jordan has been like my older brother. He was my high school coach, my fitness coach, my personal coach, so to come back and work with him and then work with you 
and Aicha has been it's been a pleasure so far oh man I was so excited when Jordan told me that you were coming back to work at the academy I was like oh it's gonna be so much fun and uh, a couple weeks in it hasn't disappointed <laughs> so far um, so this is the American Tennis Podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network so I'm curious from an elite D1 athlete perspective what's your perspective now on where American Tennis is at I think we're trying to follow the Australian mold where we're creating players that play with only heart and they just completely believe in themselves. You can see it in guys like Tiafo, Opelka, Fritz. These guys have like the determination that nobody's going to beat them on that day. Yeah, it is interesting. A lot of definitely younger juniors who have chose to forego college for the pro ranks, a lot of those names you mentioned, being inside of college and competing against top schools, what do you make of the talent of the kids that are attending universities here in America? I think the talent at universities in America is absolutely stellar, you know, for kids that might not make it on the ATP tour, we're giving ourselves all the best resources to go forward. So now, clay season was not great for the Americans, that's well established, we talked about that on the last episode, French Open was a bit of a disappointment. Grass season has been a little kinder to us so far, Steve Johnson lost 7-6 in the third to Monfils, Fritz had some tight matches, Dennis Kudla actually had a big win the other day, he beat Monfils, so we have a little more hope for grass season with the Americans, the big serve, big forehands, how are you feeling heading into Wimbledon? I'm really excited to watch it. The name you just mentioned, Dennis Kukla, I really think he's going to be a dark horse for the Americans. He always seems to show up in the grass court season. I've noticed, like historically, he's done very well in the grass court tournaments. And then Riley Opelka at seven foot. It's almost cheating for him to be playing on grass. Yeah, you mentioned Opelka. It is funny because obviously with his height, we think of John Isner. John's, you know, health is still in question with that foot injury. Not sure if he'll be back. So maybe Opelka can take the reins there and carry that... uh, big John Isner legacy at Wimbledon. We know he's left his mark for sure. Um, Segwaying off of that, I want to just hear, send us out on a happy, funny note. Your favorite memory so far on the tennis court, I know you said you're still probably going to be playing some futures and traveling down in Africa, Egypt, other places. So we'll leave the door open for next time you come back to talk (laughs) about that. But just so far, your favorite memories on a tennis court. I mean, you had such an illustrious high school career, illustrious college career. Give me some of your top three favorites. Top three favorites. My senior year in high school, we won CIF as a team. And five of us went on to play Division One tennis, so it definitely ranks as one of my special moments. Uh, and then my first ever college win, because uh, when I first got to college, my only goal was win one match. <laughs> that way, you can't have a zero by your name. And once I got that one win, I was like, yes, I can retire now. And then, like, uh, my senior season, just traveling on the road with the guys, that's just going to be memories, like, that's going to last a lifetime. Oh, so much fun, man. No doubt. Well, I know we've talked a little bit off of, you know, not on the air, but you've set a goal maybe is to actually get into college tennis coaching and going back to Riverside. Is that a path after you're done playing and see what you can do on the tour? Would you consider going into college coaching? Would that be a path you'd want to go for? I would definitely love to coach a college tennis team. Uh, I feel like I could bring a lot to a program. Uh, Enthusiasm. I'm still young, so, you know, who knows? One of the most entertaining names in the SoCal Tennessee and Kyle McCann. Thank you so much for stopping by today, man. Really enjoyed it. Absolute honor. Thank you. Oh, boy. That's Kyle McCann, ladies and gentlemen. He is quite the character, one of the more entertaining tennis players I've been around in my tennis career. I had the pleasure of training with him six or seven years ago back at Southern California Tennis Academy, and we have stories we could go on for days, but we'll, we'll save those stories for another time, make you guys laugh another day. But before I get on out of here for today, I do want to give a quick shout out to the 117th annual USTA Southern California Junior Sectional Championships happening this weekend. We're in the quarterfinals now. Matches were played this week. Um, the quarterfinals and beyond will be played at the Los Caballeros Racket and Sports Club in Fountain Valley, California. The tournament director is actually Trevor Croneman. He was the longtime UCI coach, so it's really a well-run, great event going on. 
I had the pleasure of watching some of the earlier rounds because one of the tournament sites was El Dorado Park Tennis Center where the academies held at. So I got to watch some of the matches and American tennis is in good hands. The talent coming up through the pipeline is very good. If you're in the area and you want to take in some good junior tennis this weekend, the place to be is Los Caballeros Racket and Sports Club in Fountain Valley. Strongly recommend it. You can visit the USTA website for more information on the tournament, what time matches happen, but you are bound to see some good tennis if you make it out there. That's going to do it for the podcast today. Thank you guys all so much for listening. Really appreciate it. If you want to advertise on the show, you can contact Believe at Believe.com. We'll have another podcast up for you soon. Really looking forward to talking to you all again. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.